Are you interested in cracking the customer code? You've got customers, and we will help you work with them to deliver a great experience to grow your business. I'm Jeannie Walters. And I'm Adam Taporic. Join us as we learn from those business leaders who get it. And a few who don't. And together we'll crack the customer code. Welcome to episode 26 of Crack the Customer Code. Today we're talking about disruption of industries with poor customer experience. And we have Chicago cabbie Rashid Tamuri is here to tell us how he differentiates himself and uses social media to be at the forefront of his industry. And I, for one, would recommend his Instagram account, which is at Chicago Cabbie. He's fabulous about showing off our beautiful city of Chicago. So everybody should follow it. So Jeannie, what is going on? So we're still getting great feedback from a TEDx talk I did several years ago, believe it or not, about micro interactions. And those are those small moments that matter to a customer. It can make or break a customer experience, but may not show up in your surveys or analytics. So I'm really excited to share with you that I was able to update that talk. And I presented it this year at CX Summit and at Next Generation Customer Experience Conference. I love speaking and training on customer experience topics, so please reach out to me through 360connects.com. That's 360-C-O-N-N-E-X-T.com, and I'll put together the right presentation for your group. And I have seen your TEDx talk, and it is awesome, so I would love to see the uh, 2.0 version you now have. (laughs) Very cool. Thank you. And if you'd like to reach our listeners by being a show sponsor, you can. Go to crackthecustomercode.com slash sponsor. That is crackthecustomercode.com slash sponsor for full details. Now, since we have Rashid on today, and I know we're going to talk about Uber and Lyft, I thought we could talk about the disruption of industries with poor customer experience. Hmm. And I know you've tried both Uber and Lyft, correct? I have. I have used Uber uh, pretty regularly, both here in Chicago and when I've been traveling. And this year, I have to say that South by Southwest did a really smart thing in Austin because transportation has always been an issue there. And this was my sixth year going to South by Southwest. And every other year, I mean, it's like crazy what you have to do to make sure you have a ride if it's not right near you. And if if you're in one of the far-flung hotels that sometimes they put you in, it can take a long time to try to wait for a cab or anything like that. So I was really happy because they had Lyft there, they had Uber there, but Lyft was kind of their official one. Um, And we had great luck finding not only Uber and Lyft cars, but cabs when we wanted them too. So it all kind of worked out because the cabs weren't as in demand, so they weren't being scheduled so far in advance. So what that meant was when we walked out at, you know, a totally respectable hour of the night, (laughs) Uh, we, we could find cabs right away sometimes because they weren't stretched so thin. So I really have had good experiences. I know Uber has some bad PR around their leadership and for somewhat justified reasons. So I actually have started to prefer using Lyft, but I always have good luck with them. Good drivers. It works. So the real question we have today is why were they able to take a completely mature and developed market and create these businesses and enter this market in such a forceful way? And I would argue it's because the customer experience in that market on average is so bad, which is why I'm excited about Rashid because he's the exception. Mm-hmm. You know, he's, totally. such, he's so great at customer service. But I mean, how many times do you get into a cab in most major cities in America and have a great customer experience? Oh, uh, okay. Let me tell you about 
how different it is in London because their cabs, they, they are known as the best cabs in the world and rightfully so because first of all, they're beautiful cars, most of them. They, they have plenty of seating. They've got the, the jump seat so you can get more people in. Uh, they're big. They're spacious. They provide things like uh, there's a little light on the door that lets you know the door is locked when you're driving, when you're riding, so you know you're kind of safe. There are all these little tiny touches. But the other thing is the industry as a whole is really respected there. And so I feel like part of this is that the experience is great there and it's not so great here in the States because it's seen differently through all of our perspectives. Um, That's a chicken or egg question, though. It's a total chicken or egg. Right. So which one is right? <laughs> <laughs> no, but it really is because is our, is our perception, does our perception create the environment or not? And I actually think Ross should maybe be able to speak to that mm-hmm. because one of the things that's very interesting to me is you've got this entire market. We talked about that city where they were trying to improve customer experience. Yeah. Oh, a Steamboat, Steamboat Springs. Springs. Right. Where you know they were looking at the customer experience in the aggregate. Right. And this is a case where the aggregate industry, the whole industry is basically so bad overall that these, you know, Uber and Lyft are able to just come in and think about it. You're basically saying, I feel safer calling somebody in their personal car unregulated than the regulated option. Mm-hmm. How bad does your customer experience have to be <laughs> for somebody to be able to say that in today's day and age? Well, but technology has something to do with this too, right? Absolutely. Because if you had told me five years ago, you will not only get in a stranger's car, <laughs> but you will pay them by credit card. I would be like, no, I'm not. <laughs> and the fact is, the cabs used to be the option for safety and for getting you somewhere and kind of feeling like you were familiar. But what's happened is now with technology, you get a picture of the driver when you set up a ride. You get a picture of the car. They tell you, here they are on the map. You know exactly where they are. Not only that, but you know they're being tracked on a map by uh, the company as well. So I think they thought a lot about that part of the experience, which makes it super easy. And because you pay through the app, the minute you get where you're going, you go, okay, thanks, bye. And you jump out of the car. There's no like, oh, my credit card machine isn't working, which cab drivers say all the time. And guess what? We're on to you. <laughs> yep. And I won't even get, we talked about this. I will not even get in a cab unless I confirm ahead of time that they do American Express. Mm-hmm. I'm like, American Express, do you take it? Yeah. Because if you don't say it up front, they will absolutely right. give you a hard time. Right. Well, I think, I mean, it's an industry that was, I think, sorely in need of a shakeup. And I, I mean, when Rashid gets here, we can talk about it too. But I've been, I'm, Dis- a disappointing customer to cab drivers from O'Hare or Midway because where I live is close enough to the city where they don't get extra fare, uh. but we're not in the city. So it's harder to pick up another passenger. So I understand, but literally I have had entire cab rides where I've been like, I'm sorry, I'm so undesirable to you. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> please stop telling me why this is the worst fare you've had all day. <laughs> That's not really what you want. <laughs> and Jeannie, I believe Rashid is here. Excellent. Well, I'd like to welcome our guest today, Rashid Tamuri. Rashid has been driving professionally for over 20 years. Four years ago, he started a social media cabbie career. And thanks to social media, mainly Twitter, he has his own car service now. Welcome, Rashid. Hi, how are you doing, guys? Good. We're so happy you're here. I am very happy to be here. And you know, the cool thing is when we have guests, a lot of times we haven't necessarily used their product. We know them as experts. 
We have both, uh, Jeannie, multiple times, and me the other day, used your taxi service, and the customer experience was amazing. So we are happy to hear all about how you make that happen. When I started in this industry, I was just like any other cab driver. You know, There was not much uh, difference. But uh, my focus was just not to, I mean, like everybody else, I just wanted to make quick bucks, you know, maybe move on to something else, that, uh, that every cabbie get into this industry have that in mind, but most of it you know, gets stuck in it. So by the time I realized that, you know, either I need to dedicate my entire self to this, or I need to get out of here, you know, and uh, then I decided, well, I'm going to dedicate myself to it completely and see how it goes, mm-hmm. you know, before I completely find something else. Yeah. And that was the change and that brought a lot of change into my career, you know, and uh, I started on social media uh, four years ago, as you have mentioned. The reason I got on Twitter was just to see that what people are talking about the taxi industry in Chicago. Uh, I used to talk to my customers all the time, but that, the social media was the way for me to talk to more people. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, by talking to people, what I realized is that people just looking for better service. That's all they're looking for, and that's what taxi industry is seriously lacking. And I just made my goal just to provide the best service that I can. And uh, that just completely changed uh, the way I was working when I was driving taxi. Uh, I have uh, uh, made a base of customers that kept me so busy that I did not have time some time uh, to pick up people from the street or mm-hmm. from any other way. I mean, there were days that I just picked up my own customer from Twitter all day long. And they were all good fares, mostly going to the airport. I mean, cab drivers dream to go two, three times a day. That's the goal because, you know, that, that makes the major mm-hmm. uh, money for the day too, so they can reach their goals. And I was going seven, eight times a day sometime, you know, so I was doing very well. So Well, and I think you also did something really smart with your Twitter handle because you uh, started your Twitter handle saying your Twitter handle still is Chicago Cabbie. And so it's brilliant because if somebody is trying to think about, you know, where who's going to be do this for me? It's you're the obvious choice, and I I just want to share one really quick story where before I think it was before you and I actually met in real life, but we had been connected on Twitter. I was having lunch and walk, watching CNN one day. Do you remember this? And I saw your Twitter stream on CNN because they had just pulled it and said, "Yeah, Chicago cab driver is using social media in this really creative way." And I took a picture of it with my phone and I sent it to you, and I was like, "Oh my gosh, you're on CNN!" Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that period of uh, my social media career uh, was that it was getting a lot of attention from media. Thanks to you, Jeannie, that I did get to see oh, that I was on CNN for <laughs> a few seconds. I was very excited. I got very excited in my living room. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, no. I mean, I, I would be too, but unfortunately, I didn't see. But it's good. Thank you so much for sharing that with of me. Of course. Yeah. No, I think it's really clever how you've been able to do that. And you know uh, I enjoyed your ride the other day. It was so great, but I want to hear it in your own words. Tell us how you differentiate your service, because we're going to talk about the taxi industry as a whole in a minute, but I want to know how you differentiate yourself through experience and service. Well, the difference is that right now, this industry is changing a lot. I have to make sure that I am different than the others, so people, they come to me when they need a ride. The the biggest difference, uh, and I will be honest with you, my prices may not be that much difference, different. I mean, I try to be competitive uh, in this market, but that's not uh, my main focus is on. My main focus more is to give the best service that I can mm-hmm. because uh, the difference between me and you getting somebody from 
Uber just for the conversation's sake or booking a black car from a uh, black car service is that you know me. And knowing in this industry is such a big asset, which a lot of people don't realize. Because if you know the face, I mean, when I went to pick up Genie, and that actually happened when I picked you up, you know, because it was your first time. When I went to pick up Genie, I knew who I'm looking for. She knew who she's looking for, you know. So that is a big advantage that I have with people because they're my repeat customers. They know exactly who they're looking for. They know exactly what to expect. They know and I know where to take them, their dresses. You know, they get in my car like your family members picking you up. <laughs> right. You know, they know where to go, mm-hmm. what to say, what to do. And, you know, so that's my goal is to make it more personalized, make it more comfortable for people. So it's not just getting in the car and getting a ride to your home. It's about the experience of it, you know. See, with me, you will see me again and again. Your children knows me. Your family knows me. People send me to pick up their parents all the time. They mm-hmm. trust me. And I, I, I like that trust, and I want to make that just better and better. So it's all about making it personalized. Well, and I think the trust word is a really important one because, as you know, and Adam's an example of this, anybody who comes to town, I'm like, okay, I've got your guy. <laughs> like, no worries. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Don't, Try anything else. We've got this figured out. <laughs> yeah, that's definitely. Jeannie have uh, recommended me to a few people, which I really appreciate. And a lot of other people do all the time. Well, I'm one sure. way I know you differentiate yourself from the standard taxi is because when I was in the city, I just had a couple of quick trips. So, you know, it's not the type of thing I was going to call you for. So I got in. And one thing I noticed about your ride was I was not fearing for my life. <laughs> that was a big thing. That is a big competitive differentiator. Don't underestimate mm. it. <laughs> well, thank you. Thank you so much. See, that, that, that's what I'm saying. It's about the comfort. You know, mm-hmm. I have to give comfort in every way possible. You know, I try my best. I mean, can I drive like that? Yes, I can. <laughs> of course, <laughs> I'm sure. I have driven. He's over, got street cred. That's a- <laughs> I, I have over a million mile experience. Mm, you wow. know, so I can drive like that. But do I choose not right. because it's. I mean, my goal is not to scare you. But if you ask me that, hey, I need to get to the airport, get me there somehow. I don't care how, get me there. I don't want to miss this flight. Then I'll try my best, you know. But again, uh, getting there safely is a priority over anything else. Right. And I think you think about actually the customers in your car, and you and I have talked about this. I've been in some cabs here in the city and other cities where I'm like, wow, this is the worst five minutes <laughs> I could be spending right now or when they pick me up and I'm not the fare that they want from the airport. You and I have talked about that yes, too. And yes. they, they tell me that the whole ride about yeah. how, and it, I, I'm how like, disappointed they are. Yeah. Yes. And I'm like, well, that's great. Sorry. Sorry that I'm the one that you got. <laughs> that's a very wrong attitude. You know, when I say mm-hmm. how disappointed they are, you're not responsible for that disappointment. Right. You are not the one who's, disappointing them because where you live you live where you want to live you know you, you don't want it's not about cab fare exactly right. you're not going to look for the location because you want to make it easy for taxi drivers right. to get there, exactly. you know and so that you don't hear them complaining right. so this is a wrong attitude from airport they can get any fare they can get a hundred dollar fare going across the town or they mm-hmm. can get somebody closer you know and uh, it's just that they all have to understand that by the end of the day, it's all averages out. But unfortunately, they don't. Well, and I think what makes you stand out is because you have understood that it is about the customer experience. It's about convenience. It's, you know, people can tweet you for rides. They can text you for rides, all these different things. And then early on, you started accepting credit cards without a problem. And I remember hearing you say that, like, very early on, you, you would say over and over, 
credit cards are not a problem because they are a problem for so many other cab drivers. And that can be a really uncomfortable situation when they're like, oh, sorry, my credit card machine's broken. Wink, wink. Right. <laughs> like, yeah, we just yeah. discussed that in the opening segment. Yeah. I, mean, I actually ask, I tell them before I get in the cab, I'm going to be using an American Express. Mm-hmm. Is that okay? And mm-hmm. I make them agree before I even get in the cab. <laughs> yeah. I mean, unfortunately, I would even recommend, uh, I would even suggest you to do that. Yeah. You know, because I don't want you to suffer through that because I've heard horror stories that mm-hmm. we got to the destination. He's like, I don't take the credit card. Let me, you know, let me take you to ATM. And then he keeps his meter onto ATM. Uh, and for oh, some reason, if your credit card is not working, I mean, I even told people, hey, it's okay. Pay me later. Yeah. I may end up losing a few bucks. That's the worst case scenario. But right. mostly I'm going to end up gaining that customer for next time mm-hmm. because most of the people they're not like that they're not gonna just say oh my credit card is not working and you say okay fine pay me later and then they just uh, disappear on you, you know? right. if they want to disappear on you they would have just get off the car run away and believe yeah. me that happens in taxi all the time <laughs> and that's an attitude that's across industries that yeah. people should have that's yeah. a great customer centric attitude so i think the discussion about customer experience in this industry is really hot right now because there are these disruptors, right? There's Mm -hmm. Uber and Lyft and all these things that are alternatives Mm -hmm. to the traditional uh, car services and and taxis. And I know you and I have had some interesting discussions about this already because I think that there is a place for Uber and Lyft where they're providing an experience that people are more comfortable with in some ways because most or I shouldn't say most, sorry, but many experiences in in uh, the car services are not like the one that you deliver. Like mm-hmm. you are the exception to the rule. I in- think you can say most. I really think it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> and so, but I understand you also have really valid concerns about why this might be tricky. So what are some of those concerns that you have? I personally do not have a problem with Uber with the black, car service and taxi service mm-hmm. you know and it's a great app for people make it easy you can get a ride on demand immediately i compete with their prices you know because uh not not because i don't like them it's because i want to gain my own customers i personally have a problem what they call ride sharing you know because that's not truly ride sharing ride share used to actually has been existing for a longer time than actually these apps came before city used to have websites that you can put a, a your request on it that hey I'm going from Oak Park to downtown mm-hmm. if somebody's going tomorrow and there would be another person going from your neighborhood we're like oh fine can you share my car just pay me for the gas that's truly what ride sharing is mm-hmm. this is basically riding driving taxi and uh, through the app without the professional license or insurance and a lot of people say when we talk about that that there's what's wrong with that if we have an app tomorrow that says truckers you know the big semi truck drivers mm-hmm. don't need required license anymore. They will uh, pick up the freight uh, through the app, and uh, they don't require any licensing or insurance. How does it sound? It sounds absurd, you know. That are you crazy? People are like, no, there's no way we can let them drive on highways um, day and night without any regulations. This is how it sounded way before Uber came. Mm-hmm. That if somebody would have said that people in their private cars will be picking you up, it was illegal in every way possible. Mm-hmm. City and governments do licensing for a purpose, you know, and it is not to control something. It is to make sure everything goes smoothly, fine, and people are safe. Safety is a bigger concern. I mean, at this point, ride-sharing does not provide the insurance that actually cover the customer. There's plenty of examples online. It's just their price structure is so attractive to customers that they cannot, they just keep ignoring, and it is basically, it's just become a cool thing. People like to say, I'm going to Uber it. You know? <laughs> right. And people actually don't even know, and I have talked to plenty of them, 
there's more to the Uber app than just the X. There's a lot of discussion online that I tell people, they're like, oh, I just love the convenience. Oh, hold on a second. In that same convenience, you can get a taxi from Uber app as well. Mm-hmm. You don't have to pay uh, extra. And I mean, I understand black is more expensive. I absolutely mm-hmm. understand that black car service is not for everybody. You know, uh, if you want a premium service, just like you go to theater, which provide you premium seats with the food and wine, mm-hmm. and they charge you $22 for the ticket. But if you want to sit in a regular place, you pay $10. It's a priority, you know. Mm-hmm. Sometimes people go and date, they take the dates to that part of the theater, you know, so you can have better experience. Sometimes people go and date, they take black cars, you know, mm-hmm. which which makes sense, you know. But the thing is that you don't have to choose the right sharing. You can choose the legal part of it, which is the taxi in the mm-hmm. Uber app, you know. Well, I, th- I think it's a big, big topic. And I think part of what part of what I see about it is that Uber figured out that the experience had to change. And with the app, it makes it super easy for people because they can. It's on demand. They can pay through the app without a problem, the whole thing. And so I think it, it's a lot of this is an experience discussion, and that's where these disruptors are coming from. So if, if people would realize, like you did, if I provide a great service and if I do my best by my customers, they're going to be repeat customers and they're going to refer others to me, and then those people are going to refer others and – it's like that old commercial. <laughs> right. Yeah. And, I mean, that's what I would sort of add to what you were saying. I think the, the I, I get the insurance part because that's sort of a cut and dry thing. And I have no idea what they do with Uber and insurance. But the one thing I see, the reason I think they've been successful is not just because it's cool. It's because I don't think, and this has at least been my personal experience, that when I look at all the cab rides I've had in the last 10 years, that I feel it's the regulation has done anything to make quality cab drivers. I agree with you. So, you know, if I'm willing to take a private car that's unregulated, it's because the regulations have not done much to create that feeling of safety and that Mm -hmm. feeling of, you know, professionalism and all the the things you do great, but your industry doesn't necessarily do as well. So I think I think that's why Uber has found such an attraction. There is always the cool factor. I mean, I agree with you on that. There's definitely that's a part. Yeah, I I totally agree with you that it is uh, about the. It, not only that, it's about the demand. You know, sometimes you don't get cabs on Uber app either. You mm-hmm. know, but you will get Uber X, or you will get Uber Black. But Black will cost you way more than Uber mm-hmm. X or taxi. But see, my, my other problem with Uber is the price structure. I mean, you and I mean, consumer point of view, why wouldn't you want to pay less than anything else? But mm-hmm. actually, if you come to think of it, it is not good for the entire industry. You know, the industry did not need to make it any better a cheaper service that provides you service all the time. The cheap is not always good. Well, I think we need like a little of this and a little of that to make the perfect thing here because really we need better experience, in my mm-hmm. opinion, from the industry as a whole. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think this isn't Chicago-centric. This is very much my experience in a lot of cabs across the country. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, hire the right people, to your point, Adam, like, if the driver is rotten, <laughs> yeah. then the regulations haven't done their job. So like finding a way to to make the industry better. And then I don't think Uber or these ride apps are going away. So no, they're not going away. So no. let's figure out a way to make them safer for people. And let's figure out a way that like, I feel like there's an overlap between these two things. But one needs to come up, like the experience has to come up. And then maybe regulations have to simmer down a little bit. 
And we have to figure out a happy medium. But it's a really interesting discussion. Well, it is a complicated topic with many layers, it for is. sure. It is. I can go on for hours. <laughs> and <laughs> and I don't want to do that. And I know we're short on time, so I'm going to say, give us the speed round, because you've been very successful using social media to build your business. So tell us how you have used social and other means to communicate with your customers once you have them, once you have a customer, how you're using social and other technology. Well, uh, most of my customers, they contact me through text messages once they become my customers. But uh, I also attend a lot of social media events where I have met Jeannie several times. And uh, I interact with them outside of that, just a customer and uh, driver relation. Uh, If they are in the social media events, we end up becoming friends. I have made a lot of friends out of it uh, to the point that I sometimes uh, send a tweet to them on Twitter just to see how they're doing. If I haven't heard from them for a little while, just to make sure, you know, or if they're tweeting something, I would uh, read their article or retweet it or just to interact with them on social media. You have to present yourself as not somebody who's just there to get business. Mm -hmm. This is the problem with a lot of people when they use Twitter, especially a lot of companies. And it's harder for companies. Me, it's easier for as an individual to be a person. Companies don't want to sound like they're interfering in your personal life. But Twitter is not personal, you know. If you're posting no. anything on Twitter, <laughs> believe me, if you're expecting any uh, privacy on it, I'm sorry, you're at the wrong place. It, <laughs> yeah, is, sure. it is a big giant room and you're talking loud, you know. So everybody's hearing and they're going to pass comments. So it's actually a good place for people to talk to the people, to interact with them, to show them that this is not just a brand. Chicago Cabby is just not a brand. I'm a Chicago one who lives in Chicago, who loves Chicago. You know, I tweet about weather. I tweet about street condition. Last night we have horrible weather and I was constantly tweeting about what's happening now periscope is here so i was periscoping the airport and terminals it am i gonna get customers out of it maybe not but i am i'm just trying to inform people that's how i'm interacting with them on social media you know because i'm not just some uh, cab driver looking for more business i'm also one of you chicagoans who cares about what's happening around me well you are true chicagoan because i know you verified my um first night's dinner here my choice of deep dish chicago (laughs) pizza so thank you for that stamp of approval it lived up to it i'm glad i did thank you so much rasha this has been wonderful we appreciate you coming in thank you so much i i really enjoyed it you know and it was great talking to you guys you know i mean we can go on on these subjects (laughs) for sure but you know it was great talking to you all right well thank you rasha take care thanks for being here sure absolutely my pleasure excellent and that is episode 26 of crack the customer code thank you so much for listening i'm adam deport and my website is customersthatstick.com And I'm Jeannie Walters, and you can find out more about me at 360connects.com. More episodes and show notes are available at crackthecustomercode.com. And please subscribe on iTunes so you'll never miss an episode. And if you like what you hear, leave a review on iTunes so others can find our show. And please tell someone you know. Share what you like about it. We love word of mouth. Until next time, take care of yourself. And take care of your customers. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.